Happiness is an inside job. At Happy Healthy You, Connie Bowman helps us find our way with inspiring conversations and healthy ideas for living a whole life in mind, body, and spirit. Happy Healthy You, and now here's Connie. Welcome to Happy Healthy You, the podcast about living a whole life in mind, body, and spirit. I am Connie Bowman, the host, and thank you so much for joining me. We've been uh, producing this podcast for coming up on five years, no, four years now, and I can't believe it. Time sure flies, which is a pretty good segue for this conversation we're going to have today. I'm not getting any younger, and neither are you. But it's all good, right? And before we get into this conversation, I just want to say uh, I'm very grateful for a very youthful and a wonderful company called Blue Planet Eyewear, who sponsors this podcast and they make readers, which ironically, uh, many of us are needing more and more these days, and also really cute, young, hip stylish sunglasses. So go to blueplaneteyewear.com and if you find something you like, use code CONNIE20 to get your special Happy Healthy You 20% discount. Cool. Okay, so I'm going to bring my guest in and she's going to help us all age a little more gracefully and healthfully and just be happy as we as we move into our midlife and beyond. Cynthia Olson is an author. She's a publisher, a researcher, and a speaker on contemporary and integrative health wisdom. Cynthia has all kinds of books and blogs and fun things on her website, which I will give you at the end of this podcast, to help us all live an age with, as I said, grace, health, and happiness. Hi, Cynthia. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Oh, thank you, Connie. It's a pleasure. I'm glad we could do this. Today. Me too. Me too. You've written so many books. Talk a little bit about your your particular mission um, in this world, because it seems to me you're very clear on what you're here on this earth to do. <laughs> is, that, is that a good yeah. enough place to start? A little bit, a little bit on the broad side. Okay, <laughs> I'll try to condense it. <laughs> uh, I, I've always been a person that's worked for myself, and I've always had my own companies. And I started out with a small shop in Colorado back in the seventies, and then it progressed into an import company importing essential oils from Australia. And uh, from there, it went into publishing. <laughs> and I, it, there's a really deep story about that, but I was really guided to do publishing. And because health has always been important to me, because my family had health issues when I was growing up, I just kind of carried that forward into my adult years to... Uh, start writing about health and talking about health and speaking about health. Cool. So that's how it all began. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes I listen back to these podcasts and I chastise myself for not listening well to the guest. And I can't let something that you said just go by the wayside without asking you, how were you guided to uh, publishing? I love okay. that word. <laughs> and, I, and And that's just you know, me, I want to know 
how people yeah. are guided to do things. Don't you guys? Yeah. yeah. Everybody wants to know. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. So I was living in Santa Barbara, California in the 80s, and my partner and I had an um, import company, and I was doing the marketing part, and he was doing the sales part. We had a team that were supporting us. And then one day uh, I received uh, information on, I was importing tea tree oil products from Australia. And at, back then the health industry didn't even know what tea tree was. So it was quite an adventure to introduce people. And then one of the partners in Australia sent me information on tea tree. And I said, well, this would be good for marketing, but what else should I do with it? And then I discovered that I was going to do a little book on it, but it took me a year because I was busy working with the marketing. And that's basically how it started. And then when the import company uh, was disbanded, I decided that I was going to be a publisher. And it just worked out really well for me because I had help and I had guidance and I decided that was my next step. Okay. So that's how it began. Okay. So you're just kind of going with the flow, living your life, following your bliss as Joseph Campbell says. Yes. Sort of. Yes. I love yeah. that. I love that. Do you think that's one of the keys to living well? I think so. I think we get into our heads too much. And for me, what has been really good is that I just listen and I pay attention and I have that mindful uh, attitude that I just want to slip into things in a very easy manner. I don't want to struggle with it. I want to be present with it. And that is basically the way I've learned to live mm -hmm. my life. Now, and how old were you without... without Distractions? Without distractions. Okay. Yeah. What would be a yeah. distraction for you? <laughs> a hot young guy or, I mean, you know, what is a distraction? <laughs> not, not, well, I, I, I don't listen to the news. Mm. I, I unplug from certain things because they're a distraction for mm. me. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, I have been lately not having any news on. And every once in a while, I'll just ask my husband what's going on because he's pretty tapped in. So, and he's like, oh, you really don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Too distracting. Okay, so um, I, you are the author of several books, but one of them, the title is intriguing to me, Looking Up, Seven, seven Steps for a Healthy and Youthful Midlife and Beyond. And since I am coming into my crone years, how do you like that? Do, do you see me as a crone? <laughs> A wise woman. Thank You're you. A wise woman. Thank you. I, I want to enter and really engage with those years and, and um, make them into um, a time where I'm giving back and um, where, where I can share some of the wisdom that I have. I certainly don't haven't accumulated as much as you have yet, but I want to be able to share it and um, just age gracefully. So this book, Seven Steps for a Healthy, Youthful Midlife and Beyond, um, you do have seven steps. And I'm just wondering if we could go through some of them and maybe expound upon them a little bit just as a, a point of conversation. 
Okay. Okay. Is that cool? Okay. Yeah. Um, so your first step, cultivate a healthy mind and attitude. Uh, you mentioned uh, being mindful and not having so many distractions. What else goes along with that? Healthy mind and attitude. A lot of people get grumpy when they get older and they don't feel so yes. well. Mm -hmm. Yes, and I've, mm -hmm. I've, I've seen that. I've uh, witnessed those things. And I was at a uh, luncheon yesterday for senior citizens at a gym near, near me. And it was so interesting because I brought books to share with people. And... I noticed that some of the people were very energetic and very interested in picking up a book, whereas some of the others just sat there and they didn't have any interest. And I don't know what their story is. I'm not going to try to judge their story. However, I find that as people get older, they either are in the mindset of staying in a creative, loving, present life each day or they just kind of disappear mm. um, into the shadows. Mm. I don't know if that makes sense, but mm -hmm. this is what I've seen. And uh, some people, yes, are having physical ailments, so they're struggling with that. I see people here that are on oxygen, mm -hmm. and yet, you know, we live at a high altitude. It's 6,700 feet where I live. And I've often wondered if I ever was presented with that situation, would I move to sea level? Mm, good point. <laughs> or, you know, yeah. at, or do some breath work or increase your oxygen level by walking every day. And But a lot of these people are not able to do that because they're pretty immobile. Mm. There's a lot of depression I see. I teach a senior chair yoga class and another class that's not quite as senior. And uh, I, f I feel like there's a lot of depression, although not so much in the, the people that come to my classes, which is leads me to your next step, which is uh, get, get some exercise, right? Yeah. So. There is a community room in the senior center in Eagle, and they do provide exercise and chair yoga. Mm -hmm. So that's good. And people do participate. I, I think it's important to keep moving, to keep flexible, to keep your mind flexible, to mm -hmm. keep your mind open. And if anything in your mind is from past conditioning to try to alleviate that, because if we carry the past into the present, we're not really conscious of where we are day to day. I, I hope that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But this is, I'm speaking from my own knowledge and what I have uh, done for myself. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and you cannot change everybody's mind about things. You know, everybody has their own path. However, when you do have some people that are in tune and interested in knowing what shifts they might be able to make in their life. That's, that's really wonderful. Yeah. And those are the people I really, really enjoy talking with because they're opening their avenue to new possibilities, regardless of 
any age. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. Do you tend to like to hang around younger people or does it matter? Does I it- do. I have. <laughs> My my grandfather in his 80s would hang around younger people because he told me years ago that he learned so much from the younger generation. And I tend to have a group of friends that are younger. Mm. You know, I mean, I do have a few that are around my age, but I was thinking about this the other day and I thought, oh, oh, I have friends that are in their 30s, 40s, 50s. <laughs> And I just love it. I love sharing with them. And we have wonderful times together. So, yes, I do hang around with younger people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I sense that. I think you'd be fun to hang around with. So, okay. cool. Um, so, and a lot of times uh, the health conditions and uh, depression can be improved if we take step three on your list to heart and improve our nutrition, eat the right foods, right? You would think we would know by that time and we'd be wiser, but I I see the diets of um, some people. There's a lot of processed food and just because of the convenience of it. um, Yes. And sugar. And Mm -hmm. sugar. And Mm -hmm. it's probably less expensive Mm -hmm. than if you go to the market or go to the farmer's market and pick up organic eggs and vegetables and red meat and because a lot of people are on very strict budgets, so they can't afford a whole lot of that kind of food. Sure. But I, I agree with you. When I go to the market, I see people with processed food, you know, quick sugar, a lot of sugar. The, the community room in Eagle drops off all these donuts. It's <laughs> always surprising to me, isn't it? It's, it's, I, it's like, why don't you drop off something that's organic, healthy, you know, instead right. of just all the processed food, but that's the way it is. So, mm. and I agree with you. I think people, when they reach a certain age, they either get it and they understand it, or they just continue on with the way they've done things. Habitual. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and your next step is, is decide which supplements are going to benefit your health. Well, I think that's big too, because as we age and our body um, ages, uh, sometimes we are lacking in certain vitamins and minerals and we need to supplement. That's, that's a big one. And that can lead to um, mental cognition issues as well as physical um, and depression. Yeah. So, yes. So, yeah. Good. That, that all, can help. And then I'm really curious about step five, and I want to know how you do this. How do you keep your skin young and healthy? Oh, that's such an interesting topic, especially when you live at 6,700 feet, dry mountain air. Um, You know, there's a lot of, lot of information out there about how to maintain good skincare. And uh, there are a lot of really good products. I think essential oils has really taken off. Mm -hmm. I love essential oils. What do you use? Because your skin is glowing. Oh, thanks. (laughs) I have a whole, I have many essential oils. (laughs) So I try to do the best I can with what's available without going into the, I try not to do the mainstream cosmetics. I do mineral makeup. I... I put essential oils on, uh, I exfoliate, I just do whatever I know to do. And people can 
explore different avenues for that as well. And drinking lots of water. Mm. People get too dehydrated. Mm. Most of us are walking around dehydrated, wouldn't you think? Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And I, I read once that if you're really thirsty, then you're extremely dehydrated. Mm. Uh, dehydrated. It's way past yeah. the point of, yeah. You're drinking. way past that right. point. Um, I noticed that you were in a downward facing dog on your website in one of your photos. So do you practice yoga and those inversions? Because those are also great for the little um, glow. Get your head below your heart. Yes. Yes. I do. I, I, you know, I love yoga. I've been in yoga for a number of years and it's been a wonderful way to keep my joints, my bones strong, stretching, moving in really graceful ways Mm -hmm. again. And and it does work on the organs, it works on the brain. So it's a really a lot of people think that yoga is just, oh, you you go to a class and you just do these movements. But there's so much more behind it. So much more. There there's some really great research now about yoga and arthritis and the benefits um, for yes. people with inflammatory uh, diseases like arthritis. So yeah, I have a, one of my daughters was diagnosed with RA mm. and she doesn't really want to go too much of the medical route. Mm-hmm. So she's bumped up her yoga classes to like four a week. And she said, sometimes she'll go in and she'll feel a little stiff or her joints will feel swollen and she leaves the studio feeling so much better. Mm, it's so true. It's so true. I'm really yeah. glad that she's doing that for herself. And even if um, someone has uh, severe, because arthritis is a degenerative disease, and if you have severe pain, there are chair yoga classes, as we mentioned before. And um, I teach a yoga for Parkinson's class on Thursday nights. And a lot of the people don't really get up and down off the mat. Most of them will be on the chair. And we keep the movements pretty simple. But a lot of meditation, like you said, it's not all physical movements. It's um, pranayama, the breathing and mindfulness practice and um and for a lot of people it's just the community you know they love being together so yes yeah yeah i agree that's that's a wonderful thing we we have a studio here and we're just so happy to see one another Mm -hmm. when we're in the studio you know Mm -hmm. we greet each other and then we do our class together and it's, it's a, it it is a community. And I think it's important to have community in your life, Mm. not be alone 24 seven. Yeah. And just to hang out with people in your age group that are going through similar life situations. um, I think it's, it's really key. So I always, when my chair yoga class, we sit in a circle and we have a little talk and everybody, you can hardly get people to, quiet down after a while because they're all sharing and and <laughs> excited to talk about what's going on in their lives it's really sweet so um yeah okay so uh step six take charge of your finances and understand healthcare options well as they change uh, constantly the healthcare uh system has that been a challenge for you in the last few years to um stay well, on top I'm, of it? i'm i am on uh medicare Heaven knows how long that's going to be around. Uh, and I have a supplemental, but I shop around each year for different supplementals. 
the thing that I'm discouraged about is most of the insurance does not cover holistic care, like chiropractor, acupuncture, naturopaths. And I've asked this question a number of times, and I don't get clear solutions to it. You know, so if I go to the acupuncturist, I wind up paying for it out mm. of my own pocket. And I'm not really a medical doctor person. I haven't been for quite a while. I'll go if there's an emergency or something to that degree. But most of my health care is done holistically. Mm. I love that. <laughs> I like to avoid doctors myself as much as possible. Um, so do you think that's a state to state thing? Because in Maryland, where I am, uh, acupuncture is covered for certain things as well as chiropractic. So I'm I wondering think that some of these uh, doctors are, uh, have to be in the system. Uh, because I now with Rocky Mountain Health Plan, and I called them, and they said, "Well, we have some of these people that are in the system, but I live in the mountains, and it's really I, I'm two and a half hours from the city, mm. and so my choices are limited mm, in that okay. regard." So I think the more we ask for it, the better off we yes. we are. So everybody, if you're listening and you would like to see more. Um, integrative practices covered by your insurance, then keep asking for it. Call your insurance company, right? So, yes. um, so right now we, we need to have a big push in that direction, we, for sure. We do. Because, I mean, I like, like you, I don't see doctors very often, but I, I get acupuncture, I get regular massage, I take mm -hmm. care of myself. I'm a yoga teacher, so I'm practicing yoga and meditation. I'm doing everything I possibly can. I'm vegetarian. Um, and so consequently, I'm not going to see a doctor as often like you for just for an emergency. So I'm really saving them a lot of money. Somebody should be thanking me. <laughs> I don't hear anybody thanking me. <laughs> when I, when I, if I go by a drugstore and I see all the script prescription or the you know, over-the-counter mm -hmm. drugs. I just kind of keep walking by, and I have said to myself a number of times, they're not making too much money on me. I don't think I've taken medicine for most of my life. Yeah. You know? I know. I had my first um, colonoscopy. <laughs> I was a little late, but I had it. And um, they, said, they asked me, you know, are you taking any medications? And, and I said no. And they said... You, are you sure you're not taking any? Like they asked me three times because they couldn't believe I wasn't taking anything. You know, most people are on high cholesterol medicine and blood pressure medicine. And yeah. So yeah. I yeah. thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> my goal yeah. is to get to my next colonoscopy without having to, uh, with, and be able to say the same thing to that answer. So <laughs> um, to that question. So uh, your last step takes us into the subject we originally wanted to talk about. So let's do this. this the final step to uh, living healthy and happy uh, in midlife and beyond. Discover the best and most fulfilling ways to live your life. So what fulfills you out in Colorado and uh, Living no, in the mountains. I have, all of my family lives in Colorado, and we have joyous times together when they're not terribly busy because they're all really busy people. Mm -hmm. I hike, I bike, 
I go to my yoga classes. I garden. I'm getting ready to prep my garden for summer. I spend time with people I really enjoy being with. Uh, laughter is very important. Sharing is very important. Uh, staying positive is very important. And dancing. I took a Zumba class the other day, which I hadn't done in forever. And I thought, I don't know if I'll remember these steps, but it was fun because yeah. it was cardio and it was moving. And I was in a room with all these people laughing and having a great time. Yeah. So I think whatever really draws you in a really um, wholehearted manner is really, really a good thing. Very cool. So keep, yeah. keep those hobbies alive. Can you talk a little bit about spirituality? What kind of spirituality um, lights you up? Well, I meditate. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I meditate in the morning, and then I'll do some meditation in the evening, right before I go to bed, right before I go to sleep. And that's good for me because instead of jumping up, grabbing your phone, or opening the computer... I start my day in a very uh, peaceful kind of way. And then I proceed. And then at night, I like to do something, be it breath work, meditation, to just calm me down for a really nice sleep. Mm, nice. Yeah, and that's a good one. Lighting a candle. I, my teaching this week for my yoga classes is all about the third eye, that um, uh, the yeah. pineal gland and the pineal gland, if you guys don't know this, is the um, where our melatonin is produced. And so the pineal gland really likes the darkness. So if there's too much light, like the like you said, the light from the computer um, yeah. right right before we go to bed um, and. And if you live in a place like in the summertime in Alaska, we were there last year when the um, sun doesn't go down till 10 o'clock at night, it can mess with your melatonin production and you won't sleep as well. So I love that idea of meditating at night, lighting a candle, having the lights kind of dim for a yes. while before sleep so you can really get that melatonin production kicked up. That's good because yeah. a lot of people have sleep issues, right? That's oh, a thing. lot of people have sleep issues. Mm -hmm. I had a daughter that had sleep issues, and she was on some medication for way too long, and she weaned herself off of it by using essential oils at night. She has, um, uh, what is that, uh, where you put your essential oils, and then it comes out into the air? Oh, a diffuser, yeah. Thank yeah. you. I love I them, but <laughs> I was spacing that, yeah. diffuser. Yeah. yeah. I love my diffuser. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned a while ago in this conversation that you wondered if someone was having breathing problems, they were on oxygen, they're in um, Colorado. Why wouldn't they just move to another place? I guess that's easier said than done. But there are these areas that are optimal places for aging based on um, some research. And you recently wrote a blog about that. Can you talk about the blue zones? What are they? The blue zones are areas around the world that uh, Dan Buettner wrote a book on the blue zones and National Geographic was part of that. And they traveled around different parts of the world and they found 
areas were communities of people that were centenarians, that were over 100, that were extremely active, that were healthy, living long, wonderful lives. So the blue zones encompass some of those areas. Like one in the, there is one in the United States, believe it or not, and that's Loma Linda, California. And Loma Linda, I haven't been to Loma Linda. However, I've heard that they have a very strong spiritual and health community there. And I think that helps support um, healthy living, you know, when you're surrounded by people who really are on the same page. And But somebody told me the other day, and he was going to check to see if this was an actual fact, that a McDonald's opened in Loma Linda. Oh, no. Before. <laughs> oh, no. Here, here we go. <laughs> Although McDonald's I, does have some healthier options now, so kudos to them. Yeah, yeah, and I think that they were trying to introduce more healthy objects, mm-hmm. uh, you know, mm-hmm. food choices. So Loma Linda is one in, in California, but the rest are all over the world. Um, Sardinia, the island off of Italy. Uh, which I like. I was reading an article about a man who was, I think he was about 100, and we're in his 90s, and he'd get up in the morning and have his little glass of red wine before he started his Red day. wine for breakfast, okay. Yeah, I kind of like that. And they probably grow their own, they probably have their own vineyards, yes. so they, you know, they're very good wines. Mm-hmm. Um, so Sardinia is one of them. And then the Mediterranean diet, because I was raised on the Mediterranean diet because my grandparents on both sides are from Italy. And so we always had a lot of that kind of food when I was growing up. It was always fresh and really delicious. No processed food. Mm. You know? So the Mediterranean diet, they have shown, makes a big difference in your health, too. All that fresh can. olive oil keeps the skin yeah skin. olive oil fresh mm. vegetables fresh mm. i don't eat as much pasta as i used to mm-hmm. if i do i do rice pasta but the pasta over in italy is made with the wheat that is not uh yes. genetically modified right so yes. i always find that when i go over there i i actually lose a little weight because i'm i'm active walking a lot and i just feel like the food is i don't know more whole or yeah i think europe Definitely, because they don't have the GMO issue over there mm-hmm. like we do here. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of the food is locally grown, the wine's locally grown. And so I think that does make a difference. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's one in Costa Rica. I see here. Um, oh, yeah. That's the Nicoya Peninsula in Costa Rica. I have been wanting to go to Costa Rica for so many years. I have to get there. So, So tell us about that. Well, the Nicoya Peninsula is on the west side of Costa Rica. And uh, let me see, I I had made some notes on it. What I had written about was that they um, they have roots of the Churatega. And I'm not sure if that's a local indigenous group that lives on the Nicoya Peninsula. And they have low rate of heart disease. They have strong bones and hips which may be attributed to their drinking water containing high amounts of calcium. Mm. So this is another situation we're dealing with in the United States. And the United States is ranked 37th in the world on health. It's pretty pathetic. And it was down before, but now it's way up. 
And we, we don't have access to healthy drinking water unless we buy a filter or we, we have a uh, well water that might be artesian that's been tested and is nice and clean. And so I think these people are very blessed to be able to have those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some yeah. cities that have really good water in our country. Like um, someone told me that Kansas, like Topeka or really? somewhere in Kansas yeah. had really good water. Wichita, maybe yeah. it was. Um, but uh, in Detroit, they're still dealing with lead. I mean, it's been how long and they still have lead in their drinking water? Yes. Unconscionable yeah. that we can let that happen in our country. Yeah. I know. Ugh, it's, it's crazy. I know. I agree. Yeah. And then Okinawa, Japan. So, well, you know, the Japanese are pretty cool people, I think. They, they I, you know, their style of living, they live simply, they, uh, the fruits, vegetables, they have fish. Now, I don't know how their fish is being affected because of the, uh, nuclear power plant nuclear power plant but i read recently that well you don't know you know when you read things you're not sure if they're accurately stating it because they say it's washed into the ocean and it's come all the way across to the united states Mm -hmm. people are saying don't eat fish because it might be poisonous because the nuclear power plant and radiation but the japanese do eat a lot of fish and they're very physically active. Uh, I see people that are from Japan in the United States, and not only do they have their cameras, <laughs> but they're hiking and they're doing mm-hmm. you know, maybe uh, movements in the park. They're they're just and they I don't see very many overweight Japanese people. So they're doing the right things, you know, they're gardening, they're walking, they're dancing, they're eating their fruits and vegetables and their fish. So we can learn a lot about uh, aging gracefully from these people in these areas where these blue zones exist. Have you been to any of them? I've been to uh, Costa Rica. I haven't been to the other countries. Mm-hmm. I haven't been to Sardinia. I have relatives in Italy, so I'll have to make a point of going over to Sardinia. Yeah, yeah. and just yeah. look when when we go there, we can just look around and observe what they're doing, and hopefully, um, and sort of start doing some of those things ourselves, maybe. Yeah, I think we can learn from it. I think we're fortunate too because I do Qigong, mm-hmm. uh, which is a you know, you know what that is. It's a Chinese style of very slow meditative movement. And it's so beneficial for the body. Mm -hmm. And thank goodness I'm able to stream Qigong. I don't have a Qigong teacher here at the moment. So I can go on to places like YouTube Mm -hmm. and do my classes. Yeah. You can find everything on YouTube, right? nowadays. So (laughs) very, very cool. Well, I have enjoyed this conversation so much. And you're such an inspiring uh, woman to look toward. Do you want to share your age? I'm mid 70s. Mid 70s. Wow. That's amazing. You look great. So do you um, so you haven't had any health issues so far? No, I've been I've had a very healthy childhood and adulthood, but one of my daughters, I have three daughters, one of them was diagnosed with 
um, uterine cancer mm, dear. Uh, two years ago. And I, she lives in Colorado and I was going over, taking a lot of time spending with her. And then uh, after that, she's healed up and she's much better, but I developed digestive issues. So I went to my acupuncturist and she said, yeah, the spleen, because the spleen carries a lot of energy around worry and it, it mm-hmm. likes to be grounded to the earth. And so we're working on my spleen right now. So stress is really, um, I think as we age, and you can you can comment on this, we are more vulnerable to stress than we are at an even younger age, even though we may be able to handle it better. But those big yeah. life events, when we lose a spouse or um, someone close to us is diagnosed, we have to really take care of ourselves because um, we want to take care of them, but we have to also take care of ourselves, probably with more vigilance, would you say? Yeah, and I, I learned a lot through that, this period of time about that. Mm. And to let go of certain things that I had no control over mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, to take care of myself. And it, it's been quite a journey. Uh, but I'm learning more about myself and how stress really played a part in mm-hmm. my digestion. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. uh, I, I lost a child when um, she was six years ago. And, um, of course, that was very stressful for me. I, too, learned a lot from that. But one of the main takeaways was that I have to really take care of myself and nurture myself because the grieving process was, um, took a big toll and I had two little children that depended on me. So, um, I had to make it work. So I had to find all these things that you're talking about to, um, and eventually I read a book about it too. So, um, I'm sure that you will write a book once you have completed this healing process on your spleen. What do you think? Yeah, it, it could very well happen, Connie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as prolific as you seem to be. Well, let's share your website and and where people can find your books, your blog, your speaking uh, dates, and everything else about you. Okay. All right. Do you want me to share that? Please. Yes. Okay. Tell us where we can find so, you. So the website is www.cyn.com. T-H-I-A-O-L-S-E-N author.com. Uh, I also, my publishing company is Kali Press. So that's www.kalipress.com. So either links will take you there. And I'm posting things on there. We're doing more interactive um, things with people. Hopefully we can start it really wonderful uh, sharing, you know, people sharing. And I like having people do that rather than just put a website up, go in there and look around. And so we're making that um, more interactive in that regard. Very cool. That's the websites. Yeah. Awesome. Well, what's your favorite yoga pose before we go? Oh, I kind of like warrior. Okay. Makes makes you feel empowered, doesn't it? Yeah. It does. It feels. It, I feel really empowered when I'm in that. Yeah. Yeah. Good or for triangle. you. I like triangle too. Triangle's a good I one. Like, I, I like so many of them, but warrior came to mind first. Yeah. Yeah. Go with that. I like it. Well, you are a warrior, Cynthia Olson. Thank you so much for bringing your wisdom and your 
um, just your healthy and happy way of life uh, to the podcast, because I think some of your ideas are very, will be very valuable for a lot of our listeners. So thank you. Thank you, Connie. I'm really glad that I was able to share with you. I appreciate the time. Thank you.